When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Teardown. My name is Jeff Buck, and I'm along with my coworker Jordan Bianchi. We are writers for The Athletic, and we are not only here to talk about the Daytona race, the regular season finale. But we are both here in person at Daytona International Speedway. Jordan, it's, it's so good to see your your lovely face in person. I, I guess I probably have to be a little bit nicer so you don't punch me since <laughs> we're not talking through a screen. Um, but we are here together. So I'm a lover, not a fighter. Okay, well, that's good to hear. I'll, I'll try to go. I'll try to be nice, even though it is uh, in the wee hours of the morning, 1230 now. Um, been a long day. We had to get here a little bit early because the Xfinity race got rescheduled. Uh, I guess it started and went green 12 hours ago, actually. Yeah, it got 12 hours ago, and then we had a uh, <laughs> 2311 press conference this morning. So we got that was they announced yesterday that Kurt Busch is joining 2311, which we've known since May, and that's official now. And it has been a long day, a long, hot day in the sun. So it's, You look very sunburned. But we're going to muster up some energy here because we've got to talk about the regular season finale. Um, first of all, before we go into like what the results were, um, I, I I just want to say I thought I thought it was a great race. I really did. I really enjoyed it. It was thrilling um, on the edge of your seat. Now I don't really like um, how it ended. Obviously, you, you don't want to see a race end under, under caution. Um, there was a lot of wrecks at the end. They tore up a lot of crap. But for most of the race, I mean, this was sort of one of those races where we've seen some races, you know. It's like, oh, okay, that was an okay race with a great finish. This, to me, was a great race with an okay, you know, last 15 laps or whatever when they had, when, you know. But it, the tension was so high. The setup was so perfect for, for everything that NASCAR was trying to do with the regular season finale. I mean, I, I just thought, man, this was this is really good. What do you think? I love this race. It was one maybe the best race of the year. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment and say that this was the best race of the season, but this is really, really good today. And the fit, last 15 laps didn't bother me so much. Yeah, we, they tore up cars. That typically happens in these races. But there was a lot of drama because yeah. you had the, the Richard Childress racing stuff about whether Tyler Reddick was going to make it to the finish line. And at the same time, Austin Dillon, his teammate, is dealing with a battery issue, and so they're both in the back, and you're wondering if that's going to happen. Then Dillon's coming to the front as Reddick's dealing with his issues when they resume the green flag, and you had so many guys who have never not, not, not only just needed a win to make the playoffs, but had never won a race, period, before. Mm -hmm. And they were all in the mix, and you're sitting there thinking, wow, okay, are we going to get a Bubba Wallace victory tonight? Because that felt like a real thing. And, and then it was like a Daniel Suarez. and and Maybe a Corey LaJoy victory. Exactly. Corey was in the mix, and Corey was really good all night long. I, I thought the last few laps were as dramatic as it gets. It's unfortunate it ended under caution the way it did, but I, I, I thought everything up to that, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, when you go into an overtime race for the for the last uh, regular season race, one playoff spot on the line, and um, 
eight of the top 12 drivers, if they win that, if they win that race, as the lineup is set, uh, they make the playoffs, steal a playoff yeah. berth. That's unbelievable. I mean, if you're NASCAR, what else do you want there? You know? Um, so that's exactly what this was designed to do. Um, I think it, it definitely achieved that ultimately, you know, Kurt Busch and, uh, gets into Daniel Suarez, Suarez spins, Kevin Harvick causes a huge pileup. Blaney's out front race over, um, Blaney second win in a row. Obviously the first time in his career he's done that because he had only had one win per season up until last week. Now he's won two races in a row, three wins on the season. And he ends up having the second most playoff points <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. The number two seed. I, I was shocked that I was doing a, a thing on the athletic, which you can read, uh, you know, in a kind of an instant analysis, if you will. And I was going through there and I'm like, oh, so Blaney's going to be probably like the three, four seed, maybe. No, he was a two seed. I'm like, Okay, all right, and I'm like that makes sense, I suppose. But he's had a really good year, a lot of stage wins, a lot of you know playoff points, three wins. It adds up quick, and this is the best position he's ever been going into the postseason. So, you know, we're gonna probably talk about it a little bit if you, depending on how you feel about this rules pack, you know, are you your 750 package favors Team Penske a lot of these places. It sets up well for him. I mean, if you look at where the, where these races are, he's really good at Talladega. He's really good in road courses. He's good in the intermediate tracks, and he's really good at Martinsville as well. So we'll see. Well, and it certainly gives him a boost to try to make it to the second round. At least he was eliminated oh, in the first round last year. Ugly too. Not, so, I mean, it was just eliminated. It was like a, just a comedy of errors starting yeah. at Darlington. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. It was just like you want to forget about that as quick as possible. And he talked about that post race, which I thought was really interesting. He was kind of getting a lot of big picture questions and everything. I was like, no, no, no. I just want to focus on round one because mm-hmm. I just want to make sure we get out of that before I talk about anything else. I don't blame them because that, that was bad. So, um, you know, a lot of seasons came crashing to a halt tonight, uh, literally, I guess. Pun, I was going to say pun um, intended. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mean Look it at like you. that. But, um, you know, it, it really, I, I guess I want to start with Benedetto because it seemed like he was in a decent position there. Like the way that... The race had shaken out with the Fords pitting first, not getting lapped before the Rick Ware cars. Like, <laughs> oh my God, the Rick Ware cars. Those, uh, just like, you know, I know there was probably a tire going down or whatever that caused Smithley to spin and collect the other cars. But when when it happens to the same team over and over, you're, you're just like, the Rick Ware caution changes the outcome of this entire race. But anyway, it put the Fords up front. Um, and it looked like Benedetto was going to have a decent shot there. And then Chase Elliott uh, just made one too many blocks trying to – I talked to him after the race and, you know, it was like, what happened there, you know? And he, he said he felt like, look, if I, if I don't protect the top and I go down to the bottom, I'm done. I'm going to get shuffled back and my mm-hmm. chance to win the race is over. And obviously he was – his chance was effectively done anyway, as was Benedetto once they, they crash, I guess. But – um, you know, I, I guess I don't blame Elliot, but everybody's hammered down. Everybody's blocking all the way in that situation. But that was, that was DiBenedetto's chance right there. And it was gone. It was, I feel like we've said this before about him where he's had an opportunity to win a race. And for whatever reason, it, it slipped away. And this one he needed for a lot of reasons, one to get in the playoffs Two, this will obviously help his chances to get a ride next year. And it didn't happen. And it just, now you wonder too, is he going to have another shot like this again? Because 
and it's hard to envision something coming for him for next year at this same caliber opportunity blocking was the name of the game though tonight i mean it didn't matter if it was the end of the race or wherever i mean joy logano in stage two for the last what, 15 laps or so of stage two it, it was a as our colleague nate ryan said it was a master class of how he was doing it just going back and forth and, and cutting off the momentum on each side that was it and i thought the rules package that nascar came up with there was a lot of qu- no one knew. I mean, you had no yeah. practice, you had nothing. I mean, they, they tried in the Sims, but you don't know until you get on the racetrack. Some thought, people were even predicting tandems. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, I heard that too, and I thought it was really good. You could tell that the closing rate speeds were down. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly how down, but from just looking at it visibly, and you probably had a better angle than I did because you're up in the press box. But was it, it looked slower to you? I mean, you could it was no, noticeably it, slower. No. But no, I mean, like the the no, closing rate speeds didn't look slower. No, to me, I couldn't tell. I honestly couldn't. I know I know people said that, but. It, what was really interesting, though, Jordan, is like the drivers did not like it. No, they didn't. So you talked more about that than I did. So, so Logano said, like, because I, I thought, like, what we were just saying, like, hey, this is this fit Logano style perfectly, right? And he was able to block and defend, like, kind of like how the, the previous uh, restrictor plate package was. You have one, the leader can defend both lanes mm-hmm. and they can't get enough of a run, you know? And so I, I said, oh, this kind of played right into your strength. He's like, nah, it's just the same thing, same old thing. And it wasn't any different. And we all wrecked at the end anyway. And it's just so stupid to come here and wreck. And, um, you know, our colleague, Jerry Jordan, it's like, well, what, what would you, what do you do then? You know, if you, if you don't like this package either, you know, cause they, this package was changed after Logano got in his wreck. Mm-hmm. Got uh, airborne. It was really scary. Yeah. And so they slowed everything down and, you know, it was, looked like it was going to play perfectly into his strengths um, until he said that, Denny was the one that walled him, I guess. I thought he had just had a tire go down, but he said Denny basically forced him into the wall. Denny was really aggressive tonight. Denny was putting the bumper to some guys and you yeah. know, was moving them as much as you can. It was an aggressive race. So what did he have a solution so, to? Yeah, so his solution was go run the road course, which was – I was like, oh. So the Daytona 500 is going <laughs> to be just, on No, the- I, I, and I think that like Eric Almarola, um, he was like, ah, it was, like, it was the same – kind of thing except driving in like slow motion he thought the runs were so slow like you were saying and he said he, he didn't like it it was you know the same thing you just wreck anyway chase elliott said you know same same result you know it felt different but the same result so yeah, i mean you're point? always gonna wreck car i don't but i think they get they're just so frustrated because yeah they're Things just hammered down time. everybody's a bulldozer bulldozer straight through you know sure. you're just but this is i think this is one of those situations where and we talk about it sometimes the other way, like, you know, the drivers don't like the 550 package or whatever, and, and I think that they're correct in that. You don't like, like it either? You don't like the 550 package, Jeff? We don't have to talk about that. But the point is, I think this was one of those situations where what the drivers don't like doesn't jive with what the fans like, because I think that fans thought this was a great race. I thought it was a great race. I can understand from their seat why it would be frustrating to them. But to me, this is Daytona. This is what you expect. This is what you come to see. And it completely delivered. So I thought NASCAR did a great job with the package. They could have been massively screwed up to not have any testing and no practice. <laughs> you get the cars on the track for the first time. They could have been like, uh-oh. We this could can't have been pass. One of, those, one, one of those hashtag NASCAR moments where it completely was a different <laughs> outcome than intended. To me, it was just like the old one. I guess it was slower. I couldn't tell, like I said. Um, it was packed up. They were racing hard. Um, it was 
you know, daring and right on the edge of crashing. They finally did crash. I mean, this is what you come to Daytona to see. Same with Talladega. So yeah, it's the old, you know, it's the old question of what do you do? You're always going to have crashes in these races. You're never going to get that. The thing is, is you want to make them as safe as possible and keep the cars on the ground and they start getting airborne. Like we've seen in recent years, then you get concerned. And that's what NASCAR was kind of taking, uh, wanted to make. So I, I don't know. And they did keep all the cars on the they ground. Did. Harvick, that Harvick crash at the end with Suarez, I mean that that could have been the kind of thing where the, where his car turns at the end. Yep. He, you know, in the past maybe he's going a little faster, maybe he flips the way that he kind of turned and then got hit. Sure, yeah. But not, you know, didn't come close. It looked like so. Yeah, I, I think I, it was a success to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. You, you have you know when you come here you're going to wreck, and the only way you're ever going to get rid of that is to change the racetrack, which we know is not going to happen, and you're not going <laughs> to run the road course for the Daytona 500. So, I thought it was fine. I mean, I think it was a typical super speedway race in a lot of senses, and I think fans were entertained, and I think drivers are frustrated, but they're always frustrated here. So you just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, typical. Yeah. So. Um, Another driver whose season uh, comes to an end, Austin Dillon, uh, despite his best efforts, ends up beached on the racetrack. Yeah. Um, you know, you feel for him because there was a glimmer of hope there, I guess. Um, he didn't know what his, what was going to be the deal with his teammate. You know, maybe Reddick wasn't going to be able to finish the race. Or Reddick actually got a piece of that, you know, that last wreck as well. Uh-huh. I don't know if he told, I know you talked to Reddick separately than me, so I don't know what he told you, but Reddick said, I, he said that he thought that there was going to be one more green, white checkered and he almost came down pit road. Oh, I didn't see that. You not tell me that. No, he said, he said that, um, he didn't realize that that was the end of the race and he almost came down pit road. <laughs> he did it again? Yes. He, he said, two, <laughs> he said in typical me fashion. I thought there was gonna be one more. My spotter's going, no, no, finish, finish the race or whatever. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! So, <laughs> crossed the line, and he ended up finishing what? Uh, Seven, six, six. six yeah. yeah, destroyed car. Uh, I mean, yeah. just front end beat up, radiator pushed in, back is all destroyed, and he had a night. And Austin Dillon, to his credit, talked to Austin Dillon before the race, and Dillon said, "I'm going to be very, very aggressive. I'm gonna go out there, and I'm going to try to win." both stages and get as many points as I can and put the pressure to Reddick in stage three. And he did. He did a great job. He was running top five-ish all night. Um, couple moves there that probably cost him a few points, but he did what he wanted to do, which was chip away that lead where going into the third stage, you can finish 10, point, you know, 10 spots ahead of your teammate. You're going to move on provided, you know, who wins the race. So, he did a really good job, and at the end, the battery issue, the speeding penalty, which honestly didn't matter because he ended up getting battery issue anyway, he just never had a chance. And coming up through the field, you get caught up in that wreck, and it's it's lights out. Yeah. I mean, there's so many guys where you, you look at how this – I mean, this could have been Ross Chastain's night. I was night. just going to say Ross had a great night tonight. Yeah, I mean, this was like the th- – the thrilling Ross Chastain show for a while where he's leading and making moves and you're like, Oh my God, it seems like he's on the verge of crashing like the entire field, the entire time <laughs> yeah. he's leading the race. And, and he bounced off the wall earlier too. He's, but he's, he's a show man. When he gets to these tracks and these situations, um, Bubba that, Wallace, Bubba, I mean, Bubba looked yeah, good. He, he led, uh, eight laps. I mean, he was leading late. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and you, and it felt like I was talking to a few people about this before the race, you know, it was just, sometimes you get those moments in NASCAR before the race. Wendell it, Scott stuff. Yeah. yeah Bubba was, like, was there and you're like, 
okay all right and yeah <laughs> i mean i i was starting to I, I told you this during the the race i was like okay i know what i'm gonna do for a story i'm gonna talk to wendell scott's family and i put the request in and i mean that's just that we felt like that for a moment so and then chris busher i mean oh he's you know p1 on the overtime and but then it seemed like he was hanging on he just didn't <laughs> he, know what to do like his decisions at the end there like he's you know that's somebody who's not been in that situation that's a lot. A great point. That, that's yeah. just somebody who you can tell. The difference is, is you go look at Logano in stage two. Logano has mm-hmm. been in these situations so many times. Blaney too, mm-hmm. won these races. Knows how he just knows what's going to happen before it happens. And, and Chris is a very good driver, but just hasn't been in front at a super speedway race to to dictate what's going on. And you could tell, like it was, like you said, hanging on. Yeah, you've got to make those mistakes. It, you know to learn from you know it's not just it's not just running in the top 10 or something but when you're it's leading control and leading yes it's a completely different game and there's very few guys that can really say that and do that i mean blaney logano hamlowski hamlin um yeah it's it's tough i mean we saw a short list we've seen it this year with bubba wallace i mean you go back to the atona 500 or talladega remember denny hamlin was basically coaching bubba wallace on the radio saying hey you got to make sure he does this in this situation because and to benedetta losing talladega absolutely i mean you have to lose these races to to, i mean blaney's been in that situation too blaney a few years ago led the most laps in daytona 500 like 107 laps should have probably won that race and just hadn't been in that situation before and things happen so yeah Yep, and now he's, you know, he's won at Talladega. He's now won at Daytona. I mean, he's, he's multiple wins himself. at Talladega. Yep, yep. Um, so, you know, by the way, speaking of good plate racers, Justin Haley, who wins oh the. Oh, my goodness, by the way. It's I mean, crazy. He, he won the Xfinity race again. Um, yet another plate win for him in Xfinity, and he finishes seventh in the cup race. I mean, the guy is just like such a natural. At, Plate racing. It's Man, you put him in a colleague car next year, you know four times a year, three of them in the play, in the regular season, you got a shot. Like yeah. that's yeah. That's a good combination. You know, and, and I think that, that goes to speak to I know we're kinda of jumping around here, but this this season, I feel like the legacy of this season in some ways is that it may have changed how you look at the playoffs. Um, and, and Dylan was talking about this after the race and, and Reddick a little bit too. I mean, Dylan just raw points wise, he ends up finishing 13th in points, doesn't make it. Reddick finishes 11th in the standings and came very close to not making mm-hmm. it. I mean, second place, third place, fourth place, fifth place, all, if any of those cars had won instead of Blaney, <laughs> any of the other cars in the, in the top five, Tyler Reddick is out despite finishing 11th in the point standings this year. I mean, that's a 11th in the standings is a really good year. It's a very you know good I mean? year. It's a, and he almost missed it. So I think that what, what you're talking about with, hey, there's, there's some good plate racers coming into the series. There's all these road courses now where you can produce different winners. There's um, a situation like a New Hampshire one-off type track. Um, if you put all your resources into that, and, and try to say, let's go for it here. You know, um, a Michigan type situation where Dylan was really fast last week. Hey, let's try to go for the win here. You know, if you can, um, you know, kind of take that approach and, and win a race like that, that's, you know, I, I think that that's very valuable and, and that might change how people look at points racing. You can't expect to just be able to points race, even finish in the top 10 and make it. I mean, there was, depending how things unfolded, I mean, Harvick, would have had a problem 
you know, making, you know, if there was a couple of different winners, a couple more different winners. Yeah, I mean, so. he didn't clinch a spot until last week. Yeah. I mean, it was that late in the day. I think this is going to be interesting to see uh, drivers who are kind of a specialist. You know, like an A.J. Allmendinger is probably the best example. A.J. is good at different tracks, but let's be honest, road courses is his bread and butter. But you get a driver like that, and you know we, five, six times a year in the regular season, we are going to have a shot to win with this guy, and we just got to win one. Yep. Or you find a guy who's really good in the plate races, and you got it worked for McDowell. It worked for Mc, exact my, Michael McDowell is a great example, Jeff. And say we got three shots during the regular season. We just got to figure out one of them. And if yep. we can do that, we're going to punch our ticket to the playoffs. And that's I think that's I think we're going to enter the era of a specialization a little bit, where if guys who are maybe and as NASCAR goes to more short tracks, which is the goal, you get a guy who's really good at like. And this is the Xfinity series, but like a guy like Josh Berry, for example, who comes from that background, it's like. Wait a second. This guy we know. We go to Martinsville or we go to uh, Richmond or whoever else. We're gonna have a shot. I think you're going to see it. Even a dirt race, maybe. I mean, just you don't know with this schedule as different as it is. It really opens up the possibilities. Well, believe it or not, uh, I, I'm surprising you with this here because we didn't talk about this before, but I pulled it up. Uh, believe it or not, despite all the craziness that happened this year in this regular season, I have our playoff predictions here. Do you want to know how we did? Sure. Okay. We both, we, we tied. Okay. We both got 14 out of the 16 drivers correct. That's pretty good. I'll take I that. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's with that's all the really good. <laughs> craziness that happened this all year. All right. I like we it. only missed two each. Okay. I missed McDowell and Reddick. Um, I had Bubba and DiBenedetto making it. Okay. And you cool. missed McDowell and Kurt Busch. You also had Bubba and DiBenedetto, DiBenedetto making it. Okay. So... We missed. Uh, we we thought the same two guys would make it. Who didn't? We slightly. We obviously, you know, we're not going to sit here before the season and pick McDowell, and then um, we just differed on the Reddick and Kurt Busch thing. Otherwise, I'll take fourteen out of sixteen. I mean, we we kind of lucked into Almarola. Let's probably skill, be- baby. It's all skill. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking um, about. Bell, I, you had written that uh, he will make it by winning a, a race, regular season race, not <laughs> on points, and you got that. Uh huh. So we both had Bell in, um, you know, yeah. So it, it was, I'm not saying it was super hard to say that all four Hendrick cars were going to make it and all four Gibbs cars were going to make it and all three Penske drivers, which is a bulk of the field. Sure. But that did happen. So, I mean, yeah, we crossed those off our list. But, yeah, 14 out of 16, despite, like I said, all <laughs> this, this, wow, crazy season, we still kind of had it. So. I get so much wrong, I'm going to take a lot of credit. <laughs> I'm going to celebrate when I get it right. Um. I don't want to move on to our championship picks and our playoff picks and all that stuff just yet because I, f- I feel like there's more to talk about with Daytona first. Um, what, what else do you have on your list from from tonight that caught your attention? Uh, we talked about the roller coaster, the RCR I was on. It's just up and down. And, and there was actually a scenario there that we talked about where it looked like they were not going to make it at all, which was mm-hmm. crazy to think about. And give a shout-out to BJ McLeod, by the way. First career top 10, top at cro- 10 in any NASCAR National Series event. I talked to him in the garage. Uh really excited Florida guy too Florida guy too like super excited like he said before the race he so he said there's one other time in my career when he's driving a super late model he said I ended up having to start in the back and I told my crew chief I'm gonna win this race and he won the race and then tonight got in the race car for whatever reason he didn't know why he said I just have this sense that I'm going to finish in the top 10 tonight 
Hmm. And he told the guys this, this crew. And he finished in top 10. And he said, this may not seem like a win to some people. This is a win for my, t- my team. And sure. so and so that was I thought that was a really cool thing. And BJ's a, a really good guy who's really done a good job of putting that team together. So that is well, what else I had in my notebook. The other, well, the final four predictions. And can I just say this? I, I, this is a question for you more than anything. Is this a wide-open championship? Or is it pretty – I feel like there's – three four guys that can win this championship and i i don't it just feels really closed off this year yeah so let's let's transition into that a little bit um i i think it's first of all i think personally um you know i think you can look at it a little bit differently because like okay yes almirola you know he's he's potentially good at, at 750 tracks you know, he, he won at New Hampshire and, and you don't know what they're going to bring. But I, as as far as like a championship threat, it's hard to take Almirola or Harvick too seriously at, mm-hmm. at this point. Right. I mean, sure. they just don't have the speed to, to do that. I mean, it, I think Harvick could could make a little bit of a run, uh, at least to the top 12 and maybe almost make to the top eight just based on, OK, you're smiling because you've been on the Harvick train. But just because they're they're wily veterans or whatever, he can mm-hmm. sort of point sure. his, his way in. But after that, you're going to need the speed. You're going to need to win races. He doesn't have it, so I don't see him going much farther than that. So that's two crossed off, right? Um, next, you know, McDowell. It's it's hard to really take that. You know, you, yeah. if he makes a second round, I mean, of course, if he makes a second round, he he could win Talladega. So, but it's you know, you're not going to get much farther than that. Um, Tyler Reddick, I, I think could could be a good story, and he's been point points racing, but championship? No, That's I don't tough. think, I think so. getting I think getting past round two would be a huge accomplishment for that team. Yeah, um, Kurt Busch, I don't I don't really see it. Um, can I ask you a name that I'm curious about? Okay. How do you feel about Alex Bowman and his chances? That I think that's a. I think out of all of these drivers, I've been studying this. Yeah, I think he's the 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 toughest to pick. You look at the three wins. And he's a Hendrick guy. We know how good Hendrick is, but let's be honest that consi- they don't have any consistency, and it's yeah, really been, hit or miss with them. I've been thinking about that. I mean, to me, it's like three of the four Hendrick cars could be threats, but Bowman is really hard to pin down, like you said, because you don't. He's not running up in front a lot either, unless they've been like experimenting wildly Possible. and suddenly they turn it on. But they really don't have the same results. Um, you know, like like you said, consistency wise, as the other Hendrick cars. I mean, he he finished twelfth in points behind Tyler Reddick. Yeah. I mean, they don't. It's it's not super encouraging for them. Um, but that said, I mean, you could easily see him get f- through the first two rounds, and then you don't know after that what happens. So hasn't led a lap since his uh, since Pocono. Really? Well, that's that's worrisome to me. Yeah. No, I, I it definitely is. You're gonna have to win, but he can win. But again, that's the thing. So. And you're in a Hendrick car. It's like and there's and again. We talked about this last year. I know, like the playoffs set up well for him, like the tracks and everything. So it's like, yeah, you you feel like he could knock one out at any time, but it just, I don't feel like he's running super well. I don't feel like Keselowski's really been a factor recently at all. No, it's, um, I don't think he's going to be. I mean, again, you look at it in like seven fifty package, and Penske's Penske seems to have closed the gap a little bit in performance, and everything. But Brad is Brad's kind of one of those guys too. It's up and down. He hasn't been. He's kind of been snake bit a little bit too, but. So we just we just eliminated half of the playoff contenders right off the bat. Yeah. Right. So you've got Larson, Elliott, Byron from Hendrick. You've got Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Truex from Gibbs, and Truex. I mean, you know, er, 
early in the season, if you sure. rewind to our podcast <laughs> after, you know, Darlington and all that stuff after he won, he'd won Darlington, which is a 750 race. He had won um, Martinsville and he won Phoenix. So that's that, you know, we're like, oh, playoff favorite, playoff. I mean, everybody was saying that. I, mean, I think it's legit. Clearly the, the guy. And then Larson got hot and took over. But, you know, I asked Truex today, like, do you still feel that way? Like about, well, maybe Nate Ryan asked him that. One of us asked him that. I don't know. I was standing there. Just take credit for it. It's okay. Nate, Nate, if you're listening, did you ask this? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, somebody asked Martin and, and he said, um, you know, he still feels confident about his team. He still feels like the guy. And uh, like he, he has no, no doubts. Like he's, he felt really strong that like now, now on the 550 packages, you know, it's clear that Hendrick is dominating on mile and a half tracks and stuff, but that's not how you win the championship. Kozlowski said today, the template for the championship, Chase Elliott showed it last year. You win Martinsville, you win Phoenix. And, that, and, tracks. and that's why I think Martin Truex Jr. is so good or is such a guy you've got to really keep an eye on for the playoffs. Is yeah. he's, people don't give him enough respect for how good he is at Martinsville. And, you know, Hamlin, as great as Larson's been, Hamlin ultimately finishes a regular season 18 points behind him, was battling him all summer long, got that, you know, they're, they're, yes, he hasn't won a race, but he could win a race and they're pretty consistent. Kyle Busch, you know, Kyle's been running really, really well. He said today he was probably, he thinks he's maybe like top five-ish championship. You know, you could see He's in the mix. He's certainly, he's. Um, So, you know, those those three from each team. And then, um, you know, a Blaney and a Logano. Yeah, I wouldn't have said Blaney before, but when you look at Blaney and Logano at the 750 tracks, I mean, you could could make an argument for Keselowski, I guess, but um, the Penske cars, at least at the 750s, they could do something. So, and both Blaney and Logano, and Blaney especially, is really good at Martinsville, and I and I keep harping on that, but that's true. Is because if you can go there and you're in the playoffs and you run well there, you can get a win. It doesn't matter about anything else. So, I'm I'm Logano and and Blaney are two of the the wild cards for me, where I'm not sure they can go. They can they could go to Phoenix and compete for the championship, and I wouldn't be shocked. Or they could have a couple good runs and be out in the round of you know, eight, and I would be like, okay, yeah, it's kind of expected. So, I don't know. I'm very curious about them. So, when you look at these eight, who out of these eight are your final four picks? First of all, my final four picks are Kyle Larson. I think that's a. I think it's a no-brainer. Chase Elliott, almost a no-brainer. I have Martin Truex Jr. and I have Kyle Busch. So I have two Gibbs, two Hendrick cars. Okay. So I know this is kind of a long shot, and it probably doesn't make much sense. Should I call you an idiot and make fun of you like you do to me? Yeah. Or should sure, I just why be supportive and say, Jeff, you know what? That's really creative. No, I, I, Good for you. No, you should uh, dish it right back. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I think I'm going to pick 300 cars. Um, I know it's unlikely, but it's been a Hendrick-ish season, and as much as the other teams want to think that they've caught them on 750 tracks um, – you know, hey, there's still there's still two 550 tracks in the third round mm-hmm. that they could win at and get themselves locked in. So I'm going to say Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, William Byron. Okay. Um, William Byron, I mean, had a pretty solid season. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I mean, he's, he's really been snake bit too. I mean, good car tonight, got a crash. He's been good other places too. Hasn't had the finishes, but if you look deeper at the numbers, runs up front consistently, puts himself in good position. Just needs a little bit of luck. Yeah. 
And then um, I, I will say I will say Truex because just for the reasons we talked about, I mean, it seems like they've had a weird summer. They haven't really been on the radar. Uh, they've had things happen. But they've hit speed. But, yeah. They, like, they just... It, it feels like with the way the track's set up, I mean, you could easily picture him going to a Martinsville and winning and then turning around. And I thought Keselowski had an interesting comment today, which is that he thinks it's going to be 300 drivers in the Final Four. And then because he, at least Keselowski believes that um, there's a weakness there or a vulnerability there, not so much a weakness, but a vulnerability with the, the Hendrick cars on the 750 tracks, that whoever is the fourth driver at Phoenix that who gets in with those, mm. that they could be they could win the championship because, you know, if it's a Gibbs car or a Penske car who have proven and if they've gotten to that point, sure, that could be the champion. So we shall see. But yeah. I mean, that's the format though. This is. I mean, if the champion yep. is no longer the best driver over the, even the entirety of the playoffs. It's well, the, right. I mean, it, multiple it, drivers today were saying. And I was asking about the playoff picks and stuff. You know, they're saying, look at Harvick last year, right? I mean, yeah. at this time, everybody's saying Harvick is an absolute lock. Yeah. You know, and he he's, didn't make the Final Four. So. No. And uh, Larson said that could be very well be us. You know, it, it could happen. It could. So I don't think it will be, but it could. I don't think so either, but we didn't see that coming, certainly for Harvick last year at all. Nope. No and, th- and that's what I do like about these playoffs. It's like you always know it's like who's going to rise up and be that surprise. Like Chase Elliott, we weren't really talking about Chase Elliott as a title contender last no. year. And not not at all. Even after he won at the Roval, we weren't really talking. I was like, oh, okay, well, he made the final eight. That's cool. Right. Or the round of eight. But it was when he won Martins, I was like, oh, okay. And then even going into Phoenix, it was like, well, no, the, the Penske guys, Legano and Keselowski, they – They've been dominant on this these kind of tracks, seven fifty mm-hmm. package, and he was kinda of, and Hamlin was there too, and it was like he was kind of the fourth pick and it's just it's it's very I'm always curious to see who is gonna rise up, and I think I don't I don't know. I don't ha- I don't have a sense on who it's gonna be this year. I think it could be Blaney, but I picked Blaney in my final four last year and that went horribly wrong. Right, right. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting because I think there is potential there. Um you know, going back to your question of does it seem wide open, I don't think it seems that to that degree, but I definitely think there's some surprises that are going to happen just be based on, I mean, how NASCAR is these days. Um, you know, it's it's who gets hot at the right time and it's who avoids having – a lot of the drivers are saying today, it's it really comes down to avoiding consecutive bad races. Yeah. You know, you could be in great position. You have two bad races in a row. It doesn't matter how big of a points lead you have. That's what happened to Harvick. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially the later you go in the playoffs, that margin close, that the the gap, the the margin of error closes even mm-hmm. more. And it, it, that that was Harvick's undoing last year when they had the issues at Texas, and then they went to Martinsville. And the only way, if you have two bad races in a round, you almost have to go into that other race as we have to win. And if we don't win, that's gonna you know Chase Elliott's a perfect example. He went into Martinsville last year, he needed to win. And Martrex Jr. doesn't speed on pit road. Does Chase Elliott win that race? I, I don't. I don't think so. But you you need things to go your way, and you have to capitalize, and you you have to be able to rise up when you have bad races and overcome them. So I said my final four is three Hendrick drivers plus Truex, um, and now it's time to give our championship picks as well. I, I don't. I can't. I mean, I don't know. I mean. 
I think I'd probably go Truex because he won at Phoenix earlier this year. And I look at that package and I'm like, okay, 750. That 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 kind of favors him. And I think that team and I think they're good. But how can you pick against Kyle Larson the year he's had? And I know you're gonna you're gonna come back. The comebacks. Well, look at Kevin Harvick last year, but. In, in the year, no, I'm I'm not going to pick. You, against you, him. Kyle Larson's your yeah. pick. <laughs> I mean, how how do you pick against him? Like I don't you think you said. Can. I mean, he wins everything. I mean, He's he, so good. He he won the Chili Bowl. He won Knoxville Nationals. It would like completely go with the narrative if it's, he won the Cup title this year. It's Kyle Larson's year. I mean, it, it really feels is. that way in a lot of ways. It Regular is. season champion. Um, now again, it's. I, I bet you could say every year we go. Oh, the regular season champion. They're the championship favorite. Duh. I mean, things do happen, but it does feel like he's had the kind of season where everybody's chasing him, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I think Larson's the guy. Truex. I, 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 I mean, there's a great argument for Truex. I, I don't Truex feels like he's just sitting there lurking. In, yeah. In, 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 so we'll see. It's going to yeah, be, I'm fascinated. Yeah. It, it will be. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. I am know? too. I, I'm I really excited for these playoffs. And I think I, I love the variety. I love that, you know, Bristol's in there now. And. I, I am excited. I, I love the playoffs. This is my favorite time of the NASCAR uh, season. Yeah, and I think I, I also do think that the unknown this year, um, slightly agreeing, I guess a little bit more with your point, is instead of saying, okay, it's the big three, or okay, this is a Joe Gibbs racing year, okay, it's uh, Hamlin and Harvick, who's going to win it out of those two? Nobody else can catch them. It does feel like there's a lot uh, that's going to be written over these next 10 weeks that we have no clue and the drivers have no clue, and nobody is able to predict what is going to happen. These races are crazy. Rick Ware can cause Rick Ware racing cause cautions late and completely change the outcome of a race. Why do you hate Rick Ware? I don't. I'm just no. You hate Rick Ware racing. I'm stating you've a fact. Two, you've, made, you've made two pointed remarks. I'm stating a fact that Rick Ware racing causes cautions at certain times of the race that change the outcome of the race and change the entire narrative. Um, you know, there can be a late restart. Last week, Ryan Blaney wasn't going to win Michigan. He won Michigan. Um, otherwise, we would have been talking about Hendrick. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's things happen. We don't know what's going to happen. And that's the beauty of it, right? That's you why just we, give the people what they want and give a rant, please. I don't have anything to rant about. They want. I can rant about the was a good race poll because uh. um, for whatever reason, you know, you started this year, you know, I was in March and April, uh, parts of those months, I was out on parental leave birth of my daughter and i had a bunch of subs who were on this podcast much nicer they helped me um sure sure they were um they helped me uh my team i guess their their guesses counted for me in the was it a good race poll column and my super squad as big joe wall 72 keeps score for us (laughs) called it um and you know you were like oh it's you you and your team you know it's, it's not really legit Okay, so it wasn't legit. Guess what? I ended just I ended the regular season on a six race winning streak. I won again last week. Um, what I don't know. You completely folded here. Just completely gave me the folded. regular season championship. Disdain, quit, don't care. It's what you're still making guesses. I mean, well, I have to. You do this every every week. I mean, okay. I've got to make a guess. Well, fortunately for you, um, this what this guess that we're about to make does not matter because this is a regular season race no matter what happens, we're resetting the points after this. So it won't count against you or it won't count for you either way. Um, 
So <laughs> my level of interest does not change at all. Okay, well this is this is a freebie freebie guess. Just try to do your best, and uh, I always try to do my best. Um, right, I'm gonna guess. Well, I, I won, so I guess I got to go first. You know, I, I do think that people. There's some people every time it comes to like a restrictor plate race where they just can't bring themselves to. They say this is too much crashing or this is whatever, and they'll take shots at it, even though it was like a freaking awesome race in my opinion. Uh, because of that, I'm going to say, I think this might be a little low, but, um, I'm going to say 84%. I was going to say 82%. Say 82. I'll say 82. I'm sure I'll be wrong. I'm sure I'll get blown out or something. And yeah, I think it might be a little higher than 84. So you're probably going to be on the wrong side of it. You can say 85 if you want. No, I'm going to go with 82 and I'll just ride it. All right. 82 for you. 84 for me. I I think it should be in the 90 club. I think it was great. Um, again, the ending, you know, a bunch of crashes and uh, last lap overtime crash, but the setup, the excitement. I mean, why do you watch a race? You're you're watching it to be entertained and thrilled and excited. And that entire race had tension and drama. It had everything you want out of a regular season finale. Absolutely, absolutely, or just a NASCAR race in general. Agreed. I mean, it's it was exciting stuff. Um, I feel like we've. This is a question for. I think the quality of racing has been really good this year. And if you look at the races, I did a Q&A Athletic this week, and somebody asked me about that, and I started going through the list, and I was like, that was a good race. That was a good race. I mean, Charlotte, the Coke 600 was bad, <laughs> and there's yeah. been a few other clunkers along the way, but I think the, the quality of racing this year has actually been really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, it's, I think if you look at the poll, um, there's only been the, – the Coke 600 is the only one – that's under 50% the entire year. Uh, that got 48.5. But there also hasn't been like one like super great, unbelievable race. Oh, like so there's been a lot of really good races and some really entertaining ones, but there has been no race this year, at least in the poll, that's like gotten into the 90% club. And I, and I, I'm a, this is my turn to rant. And I strongly disagree with that because there have been, I mean, I'm just off the top of my head, New Hampshire, for example. Yeah, but that was that was a good race, but that was a great race. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I I thought that was the best race of the year. But you also had at the beginning of that race, they sure didn't throw the caution for rain and took out <laughs> some of the contenders, and that that's hard to overcome. Yeah, after I'm that, gonna you know? probably incur your wrath when I say this. Michigan last week to me was the best Michigan race I've seen, maybe ever, and I thought that was phenomenal. And if you knew nothing about NASCAR about packages or rules or anything else, and you just watch that race, I think you were thoroughly entertained. And so, to me, that that's a race that probably deserves more credit than it's going to get. I, I liked Atlanta. Um, Atlanta was Atlanta, the second Atlanta race. But, the, but again, none of these excellent. races are races where you go, oh, man, remember that race? Like um, some of the great Bristol races in the last few years. That spring Bristol race last year with the craziness with oh, that Chase was Elliott amazing. and yeah. uh, Keselowski winning, and I mean that that was unbelievable. But I look at the Watkins Glen race that Elliott won for his first career win, where the entire race was just like awesome. From sure, start him to and Truex were just going at it at the end. Yeah, I mean that was great. Um, there's, I mean, the the crazy Roval, the inaugural Roval race of 2018 with Jimmy and Truex. Um, on the last lap, that and was Blaney a more winning. spectacle than great racing, though, wasn't it? Like and Keselowski sailing off into no, yeah. that was a freaking awesome race. I, I mean, mean, no, I mean it was it was wildly entertaining. But I guess my point is, I can 
I don't I don't have a good memory and yet I can name these races or talk about these races, right? But like from this year, I don't know that I can say, "Oh yeah, remember the New Hampshire?" Oh, I disagree. You're not going to say to yourself, "Daytona 500 last lap, Penske teammates got into each other and Michael McDowell won the Daytona 500." Or Kyle Larson's going for four straight points wins, going to the checkered flag and blows a tire at Pocono and hits the wall. I mean, you're, those are moments that people are going to be talking about, I think. I mean, I remember them right now, I guess, but, you know, anyway. Um, I still, I guess my point was I still feel like there's some room to have like a truly epic race this year. But I, I do agree with you that it has been a good year. Best season ever? I don't know about that, but... <laughs> Um, season's got to be over before we start, you know, putting that kind of label on things. Yeah. Um, I, I I think it was overall good regular season. Uh, certainly kept us on our toes. Certainly a lot of different things happened. Um, you know, the lead up to the, the playoff, the regular season finale was really entertaining. There was a lot, lot going on the regular season points championship. I guess we didn't talk about that, that Larson ended up winning, you know, that, that was back and forth. Um, you know, that, that kept it interesting. I, I just think there was, you know, if you're a NASCAR fan, there was a lot to like about this regular season, I think. so. I agree. Anyway, uh, up next is Darlington. You'll be there. Yes. Then Richmond. I'll be there. Then Bristol. You'll I'll be, be there. there. Um, we Unfortunately, you know, we're recording this super late um, on uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. We don't get to talk about the F1 race, which is happening uh, in a few hours. George Russell qualifies second. Second in a Williams in the rain. So that could be potential uh, for a fun time. But unfortunately, by the time you guys hear this, it'll probably be over already. But no IndyCar race this weekend as well. But we'll be back, of course, to talk about all those things. We appreciate you so much for listening. But guess what? There's a special deal going on right now at The Athletic. I should have mentioned this off the top because this only happens a few times a year. This is really happening because of like the fall sports season coming up. College, College football's football back. and NFL. That's why they're really doing the offer. But it applies to all the athletic, and um, it's 50% off for new subscribers right now. That's a pretty good deal. Like Annual subscription, 50% off. Yeah, like I, what is that, $2.99 a month? It's cheap. Like One cup of coffee a month. Two ninety nine, less than one cup. Five bucks of is like a cup of coffee. I don't oh, know wow. where you get your coffee from. Uh, McDonald's, man, you get it cheap. What do you? Yeah. Well, anyway, toity, toity um, coffee like you. Listen, uh, you don't even have to. You know, normally I'd say, oh, click on one of our stories. Uh, you don't even have to because I tested it, and if you go to theathletic.com slash the teardown, it shows you the offer right there for new subscribers. It shows two ninety nine a month, fifty percent off. Um, this deal i believe is good through the first week of september or something I thought it was the th- well, i don't even want to say yeah sometime in september first Se- first week, week or two september. or something yeah yeah something mid or to early september we really prepared for this yeah sorry i don't have the exact date but it's not lasting forever but uh anyway you can get our coverage uh you can get all of you know the athletics football coverage like whatever sport you like i mean they have we have everything um would really encourage you to do that. Take advantage of it because these deals don't come along that often. And I mean, you know, it, I, I personally think it's worth the full price because I get a lot of, out of the athletic from the other sports I uh, enjoy reading about. But again, theathletic.com slash the teardown. Uh, yeah, we'd, we'd appreciate your support. So 
we can keep traveling these races and show our bosses that, hey, look, look how much interest there is in motorsports. Keep us out there. Um, anyway, any final thoughts, Jordan? Great regular season. I'm excited for the playoffs. Can't wait. I guess I'll see you next in person in Talladega, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, that's our next race together. But Look forward to it. I believe in the meantime, we're covering all the races up till then, I think. Yes, I'm in that's Vegas. You're, yeah, I'm in Bristol. I'll be in Long Beach for the IndyCar finale. Yeah, we're both at Talladega. Talladega I'll be at Charlotte. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, we got a lot, uh, a lot coming up here. We're going to be out there on the road and uh, covering it all. And so appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time on The Teardown.